This is Witches, Bitches, and Dead People with Intuitive Oracle, Jamie Hearn. Jamie stirs the cauldron with witches, shamans, healers, psychics, and mediums who bravely share their power and give you insight into what conversations with dead people really look like. It's probably not what you think. Sometimes hilarious, sometimes macabre, and always informative. Hello and welcome back to Witches, Bitches, and Dead People. Today, I'm chatting with Andrea Donnelly about all the amazing light languages, energy vibrations, cool things that she's experienced, and, you know, maybe some cool stuff for you guys to learn today, too. Andrea is a spiritual mentor, quantum sound and energy healer, and founder of We Are Here to Remember, LLC. She holds a BA in American Studies, is a lifelong learner and cheerleader for humanity. Woohoo, she totally is. Like, she, she's just got the most supportive, loving energy. Uh, she spent over two decades studying art, meditation, energy healing, herbal medicine, flower essences, and all the things. I love that. Uh, after two, after years of debilitating nerve pain, struggles with anxiety, depression, PTSD, weight gain, sister, you're feeling like the weight of humanity with all of these things. We've all been there. Along with time on short-term disability and back surgery, she synthesized her energy, her years of study, excuse me, and healing gifts into a new healing modality. Awesome. We're going to dive into who you are and the cool stuff you share with the world. Thank you for joining us. Oh, thank you so much for being here. I've been super excited about this. I've been like feeling the energy of it. I've listened to your show a couple of times. I, I, you, I mentioned this to you um, privately, but I love, love the name of your podcast so much. It's thank got so you. much fire to it. <laughs> and I love like, I love the reclamation of words that um, are used to like, you know, be rude in some capacity to people as like a power move. I love it. Love it. (laughs) So before we really dive in, I want to talk about the card I pulled for us today. And honestly, I'm sure it's for you, but it was totally for me too. It is the Fractal Art Deck by Cheryl Harnish. And this is the Rebirth card. Like, so I, I was complaining to someone the other day. I love to get like my aura pictures done and uh, one of my friends does birth mandalas and I love like all the pretty blue and green and, and purples. And mine is always like orange and red and yellow. And so, so I'm, I'm always disappointed by that. And then I'm reminded like, oh, that's what you need. So this card is totally what I need. The card represents the need for quiet, retreat, and rest. It's a wonderful opportunity to nourish your heart, mind, and soul. And before we started, I was just bitching to you about how crazy busy I am. So, like, really, how does it resonate for you? Oh, that's it. it, That completely resonates with me. I 
was tra- I'm a projector and a double Taurus and my struggles in this world, like I've always had a super open crown. You've heard, I've, I've mentioned that like I talked to my guides when I was a baby. So the spiritual stuff I am like, therefore I have a brilliant spiritual IQ. It's the earth stuff. That's hard for me. It's the like being grounded in my root and my second chakra and the rest. And that is what has always really like been my struggle. So that card is perfect for me. And I was traveling last week or the week before I officiated my first wedding which was amazing I love Um, that that's such an honor isn't it oh my god it was it was one of my oldest friends also and she eloped and she got married on the Olympic Peninsula which is one of my spiritual homes when I was a young woman um I when I graduated from college I did AmeriCorps and I lived in Seattle and I used to go camping and like spend a lot of time on the peninsula and I had sort of suppressed the fact that I had wanted nothing more than to live there at the time. Like I was like, Uh. how can I figure this out to live there? But (laughs) if you've ever been there, it's like, even if you're coming from Seattle, which isn't like a distance, like it's not far geographically, but it takes a long time to get there. And And it's really... It's like a whole different world. Yeah, it's like a whole different world. It's really remote. It's like a fairyland. And I, so at the time, like it just wasn't feasible for me to live there because what would I have been doing? But now that I have my own business, I can live there. So now I've got like a new bee in my bonnet, which is that I want (laughs) to move there. Um, And I think it's going to work. So I'm really manifesting that. So I love that you pulled the rebirth card for so many different reasons. One, because like I'm in that sort of recovery space after having been so on for, you know, like in airports and traveling and all this stuff. Um, Anyway, as you can see, I'm totally also a talker. (laughs) (laughs) I hadn't, I hadn't sensed that about you. (laughs) I love it. So I wanted to start with some of the amazing gifts you have. I myself have experienced your gift of light language. Can you tell us a little bit about where that gift started with you and how it shows up for you? Yeah. So light language is so interesting. I always, I, I channeled light language since I remember, um, which is being like in the like two or three ish range of things. I, used it to talk to animals and plants. I grew up across oh, wow. from um I grew up across from a from old growth forest, which was like a very unusual thing in the place that I uh in where I lived in central Massachusetts and we were on a dirt road and there was a swamp and then all of this incredible woods across the street from the house that I grew up in. And I grew up in a lot of chaos. Like my dad passed away when I was little. I've lived through a lot of trauma, but I always had this really special connection to the natural world. My family is super psychic, like I would say on both sides. And it goes back generations, of course. And the light language for me was just something that I always did, but I knew that it was too weird. It was like, like I knew that it was too weird to share with people. I was, I, in my own brain, I thought of it as I actually had named it. Like I called it a couple of things. I called it an elegant Muppet language or like a, like a, like a fancy gibberish kind of thing. Like I was like, I don't know what that is. I know it does something. Cause I had these crazy experiences. Like we were on a trip once and there was an egret that had been injured in a park and 
I knew I could help the bird. And it was light language that like I, I was in like third grade or something. And um, my grandmother and my mom told the ranger in this park we were in that I could help. And they were like, Okay. Okay. (laughs) We're not having any success catching, like getting this bird to a vet um, who had been injured. And I went up to the bird and I literally, Jamie, I like wrapped my little arms around the bird and I I whispered some light language and I knew that it would calm the bird down. And I knew what I was telling the bird was like, it's going to be okay. They're just trying to help you. And it worked. And I did a similar thing. I announced once as like a four-ish year old that I was going to go catch a pigeon. And my mom and my aunt were like, again, like the rangers, like, okay. And I came back with a pigeon in my hand and they were like, oh my God, let that bird go right now. What did you just do? And I used my, I used my light, light language whisper to, to tell the bird. I was like, oh, I want to pick you up, you know? <clears throat> so it's always been part of me. And I, I think it's my primary language. Um, I think a lot of people, I, I would say everyone has access to it, but some people are just more um, more versed in it. And I've always just been such an OG weirdo that it's just been like <laughs> hot and heavy in my life for such a long time. And it's incredible because a couple of years ago when I started my business, my guides were like, <clears throat> this is going to really help people. Light language is something that is like starting to become more part of the spiritual lexicon at this point. You need to start sharing it. And so I started sharing it with people when I would do individual healings or um, group healings or anything like that. I started talking about it more and sharing it with people. And then I started doing what, what you've experienced, which is these personal light languages, which are so wild because before I do them, they're only like three to five minutes long for each person. But it takes me some time, like, even though what you get is three to five minutes, I tap into people's Akashic records and I sit in meditation and people's guides do this like very complex thing of showing me and giving me feelings and like words and like very clear directive about what it's supposed to do for each person. And then there's also this other way where it's hyper mysterious and it's like really targeted medicine for your soul. And what I always am told by my team and what I see over and over again with people is that it's, it's this hyper futuristic kind of medicine basically. And it moves outside of time and space. And I have one healing that I channeled a couple of years ago that's 42 seconds long, so fast. But the way that it impacts people, like I've had people have nerve pain that it like dissolved by listening to this very short little clip because it moves so fast and because it is from this like place of our divine heart's future basically it doesn't move in the same way it doesn't need the same kind of time that like things in 3d need and that's right that's like exactly what we as a collective need right now right we're we're in the end of time and so we need things that move in a way that's completely different and there's such a a limiting belief that humans have that or you know this version of us who are in this human incarnation that healing takes a really long time and it doesn't doesn't have to no i I have a question yeah when so the light language that for me that you did was about prosperity and it was so potent and powerful can you like tune in and 
look for a thread that is uh, related to a specific desire for your client? Yes. Yeah, I can. Um, one of the things that I've always been able to do, I, and I, I, I always, um, I've always been able to just like see you, the way you described it thread is exact. It's funny. That's how I like describe it myself, of course, is that I can see these threads that people have and what they need and like all of this stuff about, I can basically see people's original soul blueprint. So it's cool. Cause I can, it, that's what makes me such a cheerleader is that I can, even in people who have fallen totally off the path, I can still see people's brightest light and these threads of like mm -hmm. what people need or what they're capable of doing, what their highest capacity is. And so with something like the light language, I can either have people ask me to do something specific for them, or I can just like look at what's shown to me. But yeah, I can get, I can dial into like hyper specific things for people. If people are looking for, you know, whatever it is they're looking for. And then it's cool. Cause I also, so I do the light language and then I also do energy healing and I do sound healing and I do all kinds of other things too. Cause like, this is my, um, I have lots of interests, but, but spiritual stuff is, is really like the thing that has been what held me and kept my interest and was just like, my life was always so messy that having a team of guides who were always present and always communicating with me, like, you know, it, it made it so that um, this world was possible for me in this way that I think a lot of people who go through the kind of like stress that I've lived through don't have that, don't necessarily have that kind of spiritual connection. And it's a lot harder. Absolutely. And a lot of people who are dealing with the stress and traumas that you've endured are stuck inside that slave box that we're programmed to aspire to. So you freed yourself and it's like, it's been a beautiful experience watching your journey over the last couple of years. Yeah. I, oh my God. Right. Isn't it? It's so, it's so crazy. And that's another thing. My guides are like, be really grateful for the amount of just like ish that you've experienced because you are a roadmap for the world. And I, I don't, I don't wish like trauma is traumatic and I appreciate all of that, but I also know that like Barbara Marciniak, who's a Pleiadian channel, you know, she will talk about how trauma really can be this like phenomenal awakener for people. And I completely agree with that. It can be such an amazing, um, ability for you to remember what you're capable of because if you can get through things that are traumatizing if you can move through the grief there's this beautiful other side to it and this way that it shows you how much strength we all have you know like that's the, I was actually saying it to one of my friends last night like if I can live through my ridiculous stupid you know, crappy trauma that I've experienced true and, and get to this point where I am now, like two years ago, I had an active um, application pending for long-term disability when I was told that I needed to start my business. And I had been told by my guides for years and everyone who read me that I was going to start a, biz a healing business. And I was going, and there were so many moments in my life where I was like, Oh, I'm going to be super successful someday. Like this person over here who's like drowning in the freaking mud. Of well, being yeah, because because you couldn't get 
past that in the moment. <laughs> it wasn't time yet. No, no, it was not time yet. And I wouldn't say that, you know, it's been always, it's, it's always been like a graceful journey. I've been very hard on myself <laughs> and there have been moments where I've been like, what, you know, especially like I'm smart and I'm inquisitive and I love the world so much, especially when I was having much deeper struggles and pretty much every way a person could struggle, money, health, like all of these. I was not, I would never say I was particularly successful in 3D. Um, I, when all of that was happening for me and then I would like go get an astrological reading or, you know, get like someone would read my cards or I would have a psychic reading and people would be like, whoa, girl, you're like someday everything is going to change for you. And it's interesting because it was always around like people always said it was going to be around the age I am now, which is 43, that around like 40, give or take between like 40 and 50, that this window for me was going to just change everything. And it has. In my opinion, that's like, I mean, I wouldn't redo my 20s for anything. They sucked. (laughs) Although I did have, never mind. (laughs) Then in my 30s, um, like things got better. Uh, I started moving in the right direction. But my 40s have been fantastic. Like business wise, relationship wise, like security and stability wise, I have found a different plateau for myself. So I think, like, this is the time. This is the perfect window. And there's... um There are things that happen astrologically, right? Like, part of the narrative that we get sold, which is incorrect and disingenuous in pretty much every way that things can be not real and untrue, part of that narrative totally suppresses the fact that as, you know, we're told that as we get older, like, we become less valuable. And from an astrological perspective, from a human perspective, you know this because you're such a powerful healer yourself, we actually get richer and more, like, capable. And especially for women, when we turn 40, something happens where, like, we give so fewer that we're just like able to speak our truth in this way like it's it's just it's remarkable I say it all the time I would not um I would not want to be younger like you couldn't pay me to be younger because for me the longer I've grown and like come into this I'm I feel safer in my body I'm I'm way I mean part of my thing was that I had to actually like find boundaries, stop being so codependent. Like there were these things that I needed to do. And as a young person, I, I could not do those things. And now it's so much easier. I obviously I'm a human. I have, you know, room to grow. There's always opportunity while we're in a human body. I'm far from perfect, but everything is so much better now. It's like remarkable. Yeah. My, my, I didn't marry my husband, my current husband until my mid thirties. And sometimes he'll say to me, oh, I wish we met when we were younger. I'm like, you wouldn't have liked me. I was a real asshole. (laughs) (laughs) And then he stops to pause like, hmm, has that changed? (laughs) (laughs) But I I am basically unrecognizable from who I was 20 years ago to who I am now. Yeah, it's really wild how much we change over time and just how much we go from being 
like my guides were talking this week about how important it is right now for all of us to start to just share the parts of ourselves that are like that light language part with me where it's something I always knew about. And it's like time for us to really let out those parts of ourselves that we feel like embarrassed by or uncomfortable with, because those are the things about us that make us dynamic and interesting and rich. And, and like, we're all, my guides use the language of like, my guides are very corny. (laughs) I am too. And they, they always talk about how like everyone has their unique sacred song. And if you're not singing, you're singing sacred song then then like no one can sing that no matter how similar someone might be to you no matter how you know you and I both use the Akashic records for example in our work and and there are uh as many different ways to navigate that energy as there are people and, and and everyone need like whatever it is whoever's drawn to you um it needs that sacred medicine that only you can provide and so it's so exciting to be alive right now from a, you know, as someone like I spent so much time studying um, prophecy and metaphysical stuff. And like, I basically got like a self-directed PhD and all of this. And I'm no expert on the Mayan calendar, but I know that the Mayan calendar as of 2012 wasn't talking about like time, you know, wasn't talking about an apocalypse in terms of an end of time. It was talking about the end of time from a perspective of like how we view time and relate to 3D and jumping into something better, whether you want to call it like the golden age or the new earth or, you know, Dolores Cannon calls it a thousand years of peace, like the Bible, like no matter how you, whatever words you put to it, this time was seen by all the seers to be a huge wake up. So what a, what a wild, beautiful gift we have to be here now. Right. So often I ask people who their favorite witch, bitch or dead person is, but like, well, when you mentioned Dolores Cannon, I'm like, Ooh, she hasn't come up. She would be excellent to like, maybe she'll want to show up, you know, like, I I get plenty of messages from people on the other side. She's totally invited. I love her energy so much. Her energy is so good. Um, I there is this one person who has always inspired me. Aside of like, there are a million right. people who have inspired me, but. There is um, a woman named Cal Garrison. If you don't know who she is, she's really cool. She, I think that her schedule is like currently booked to the point that she can't really like see people, but she's an astrologer. I found her through one of my other teachers, Dronvalo Melchizedek, many years ago. I had the gift of being able to do a reading with her once. It was incredible. And she writes a weekly column um, that you can find like on Facebook or um, it gets published a few places. And she does, she doesn't do horoscopes. She does like an astrological forecast, like a general one for the week. And her stuff, if people don't know about her work, I could not recommend any, like she is, she is an OG witch and a weirdo. And like, she's, Ah, she's she's totally, oh my God, Jamie, you would love her. She's, I think she's in her probably like mid seventies at this point. And she is just, she is a freaking firecracker i love her would you message me or email me her the the correct spelling of her name so i can add it to the show notes so people can find her 
Absolutely. Super cool. I'm totally going to check her out. She's great. And I love that energy, like, from the women who are, like, just older than our generation, because that wasn't quite as readily accepted as it is for us. Like, that was the whole, like, Stepford Wives era. And... I'm really glad I didn't incarnate in that era because I probably wouldn't have done really well. <laughs> Same. I I really, I mean, it was hard enough. Like, I have never done a particularly good job, in my opinion, of no matter how hard I tried to be, like, really normal, people could always tell that I was deeply weird in ways that were not, um, were just not like other people. So but no wait. matter, yeah. What if they're the weird ones <laughs> what and we're the normal ones? <laughs> I am I am totally here for that. Oh, I am here for that narrative. I love it. I, I love it. As I sit here with one of my favorite, um, I don't know if you include um, visual or this is just going to be audio, but for depending on how people are hearing this, I'm that sitting is here beautiful. with this. Gore- this, this crystal is, I, I have you guys while we're recording this, a uh, Lemurian crystal. It's one of my, it's one of my investment pieces. <laughs> and my, it has these really cool ridges on it. And my guides always show me that it's like one of the instruments that I play. Oh. Um, so I have, I have it with me here now because I think it, it always really helps to ground me um, and just make me feel like a little more of that energy of like being connected to the earth instead of just like floating in the stars which is a great energy i love that i love to cultivate that feeling but um it's also nice to like feel really deeply connected into the earth it is um i have i mean i have an unreasonable amount of crystals i probably am already beyond the need for an intervention but whatever (laughs) my one son he takes them and and he'll create a grid on his body and he's just always intuitively done this for like his whole lifetime. So I totally resonate with the grounding nature because he needs more grounding than the average 17-year-old kid. Yeah. But like when he does that, I get a, a sense of grounding too, just from the connection and the overall energy in the house. Yeah. Yeah. It really helps. And I, I have so, I have so many crystals and I use crystal bowls in my healing modality that I do with people and they do, they really help to shift the energy and just like bring you into this state of, um, of calm and they're, they're so protective and they really, I mean, we use them. It's so interesting too, just like people who scoff at them, given how they are in, our phones and they're in computers and they are actually used in so much technology. Right. And then, so it's funny to me when people like scoff at them. Cause I'm like, you realize that we all use them all the, like every day, multiple times in so many different ways. So right. for people to dismiss them is just, it's funny well, to me. And they clearly don't have any understanding of the capacity to, convey energy and and be a conduit um because that's what they do in our lives every day yeah 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 it's really they're just they're remarkable um a lot of times when I work with people also I will end up getting like after people um 
you saw when I did your <clears throat> light language healing, I'll also often like pull cards or do some other, like some, my guides will have me do other things. And after I do readings for people, I will often be shown like different crystals that people should use and integrate into their practice. And so that's also always really fun to be like, oh, like these, you know, whatever, these like three or four things came through that you should like start using if you're not. And obviously, you know, people can take the advice or not, but um, right. it's it often help, you know, they often, they really do help us. So I completely concur with that. Um, and even if you don't take our advice in this moment, keep it in the back of your brain, because there may be a relevant point in the future when you're like, Hmm, yeah, now's the time. Yeah. Yeah. I always, I always get so annoyed. I'll just get a, a crystal that I love or a stone or something and I'll be doing a session and my guides will be like, so a- Andrea needs that rock. And I'm like, but I really like that one. And they're like, no, get it, it, it needs to be hers. I'm like, all right. <laughs> like, but I that has happened to me. I have definitely given away a very large number of crystals. Um, it is, it's, they, they have, they have their people. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Regardless of what our material interest is. <laughs> that's, that's right. That's right. That's right. Oh. Well, tell me where people can find you if they want to learn more about you. Oh, people can find me on my website, which is weareheretoremember.com. It's the number two. Um, I am on Instagram which is at C witchery. So like C witch with an ERY at the end of it. And I am on TikTok at Celestial Mentor. And my website has all the different ways that people can work with me. I have um, a group journey, which is super fun. It's it's a six months journey, which is called Angelic Alchemy. It's turning into a six month journey. It used to. It's, <laughs> I, I'm in the process of like rejuging it um, when it when it starts up again in July. And I have single sessions. I have these crazy sessions that I do with people called Soul retrievals celestial soul retrievals which are hyper potent and really amazing where we like call home all of people's magic so I have so many different I have the light language I have lots of different ways that people can work with me and if people hear me and they're excited by this I just encourage you to like take the leap of faith because it's time you know like I I have been being shown for such a long time that we were going to enter this window of just like potent homecoming to people's spirits and watching it unfold. Isn't it? I mean, it's, it's truly amazing. It is. Um, And, and I will say, I have had a small taste of your magic and it is phenomenal. So even if you're like slightly captivated, captivated by how weird we are and you just want to learn more, come into our fold. That's right. That's right. It's really, it really is time and there's no better. I feel like from a, um, from an investment perspective, there really is no better investment that any of us can make at this point than on ourselves because we're witnessing systems change so fast and so quickly. Like the, the thing that we have that is the constant steady is our own heart. I love that. So that right there, that's the quote of the day. 
So everyone take that home with you. Andrea, thank you so much for joining me. It's been fun. I could chat with you for hours and we'll have to do it again. This was remarkable. Thank you so much, Jamie. Thank you to everyone listening. Um, may you all have just the, the best, brightest day possible. Thanks for tuning in. See you next week on Witches, Bitches, and Dead People. Peace and badass magic. Thank you for listening to Witches, Bitches, and Dead People with Jamie Hearn. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen in. 